Tabiso Musia on SAFM. It is now 3-3 between Croatia and Spain in the 90th minute. They're now in added time. How is that? So it looks like we might be going to extra time there. But let's talk tennis now. Wimbledon underway um, after it was uh, cancelled last year due to COVID. And we are joined on the line by tennis coach Michael de Jong, former coach of Martina Navratilova. I don't even think she needs introduction. An introduction, Martina Navratilova. Michael, good evening and thank you very much for being able to speak to us here on SAFM. Yeah, good evening. Only a pleasure. How good is it to have Wimbledon back after a year's absence? Oh, it is fantastic. Uh, it was uh, a big miss last year and uh, even more so uh, with the fans in there. I mean, these first yeah. few matches today were just phenomenal. The crowd, you could uh, feel the energy and the excitement. Fantastic. And for players, Michael, where does Wimbledon rank in the order of Grand Slams that they value the most? No, it's the number one. I mean, it's the holy grail. It's it's <laughs> the one that uh, everybody would like to win. I mean, someone like Nadal, even who's won 13 you know, French Opens, will, will tell you that uh, Wimbledon is the one and you know, probably he's most special one that he won as well so yeah. it's the big one we've already got an upset in the men's singles francis tia four knocking out the third seed Tsitsipas in straight sets two did you see that one coming no we didn't see that coming uh Tsitsipas, after his performance at the french open mm-hmm. everyone was talking about him of course big adjustment going on to grass and it's not his favorite surface but we expected more he was very flat in that uh, first match and uh, francis tia Great match, great serving. The forehand was on fire and it was a straight set uh, upset. Uh, we did definitely not see that coming. Would you know if he's still working with Wayne Ferreira? Francis? Yeah. Uh, oh no, we've lost Michael. The apologies for that. Just wanted to check if, if, if Coach Wayne was still the coach there. By the way, Kevin Anderson is on court right now. He's up against Barrios Vera, the qualifier from Chile. And um, Anderson won the first, well, he lost the first set 6-7. He won the next two 6-4-6-4. And it is, sorry, Michael, we lost you there when I was just asking if Francis is still working with Wayne Ferreira. Yes, he is. Uh, Wayne was in the stands and for obvious reasons. Oh, wonderful. Good to see that. On that note, we've got two South Africans in the singles. Kevin Anderson is on court right now. They've gone to a fourth set there. And Lloyd Harris is also playing today. How do you see them faring? Yeah, Kevin is in a battle. He's, he lost the first set, came back nicely in the second and the third. And we yeah. expect him to just be too strong uh, for the qualifier, um, Barrios Vera, yes. in that round. And, of course, a little bit later, we've got Harris up, uh, up against Barrancas. A close match. Uh, there's not a big difference in the ATP ranking, but I like Lloyd's chances. He's, mm. he's had a great year. He's confident. He's serving big. His ground strokes are solid. So I'm going to back Lloyd to get through that one a little bit later. Okay. And looking at the men's draw, Roger Federer has not played much this year, but is it still hard to really out of contention, especially at Wimbledon? It will take a brave person to take him out of contention, and it would probably be a brave person to say he's definitely going to win it uh, with the likes of Djokovic on form. Uh, Federer, of course, has come out in the bottom half of the draw with Medvedev, which is a, is a good thing. But there's also some serious names down in that bottom half, the likes of Zverev, Berrettini, John Isner, the big serving yeah. marathon man, <laughs> and a couple of uh, youngsters in there as well, the likes of Ogier Alaxim. And, of course, our crazy favorite, Kyrgios, is also down there in the bottom <laughs> half. And does no- Novak Djokovic then remain the man to beat because of Federer's injuries and how he hasn't played this year? Undoubtedly, uh, Novak's going to be, he's got a great draw. With Nadal not there, the top half is quite soft. Uh, there's one or two players up there, the likes of Shapovalov and mm. Cole Schreiber, Lopez, 
uh, good players on grass uh, have proven themselves, and then the, the likes of Rublev and the youngster Yannick Sinner. Uh-huh. But I don't see anyone there stepping up and taking charge over Djokovic. So I'd expect him at least to be in the final, and, and he'll be the odds-on favourite. And looking at the women's draw, it looks like it's open, especially after Simona Halep pulled out. She won it in 2019. Is that correct? Is it open? It's very open, of course. Naomi Osaka has had some uh, mental issues and some depression. She's also not there, and I would have seen her possibly as the favorite. It's pretty much throw a dart at the dartboard. It is really open. We've had the likes of Kvitova, a two-time champion, losing earlier today uh, against Sloane Stevens. It was a very tough tough first-round draw. Of course, Sloane Stevens has won the U.S. Open. Yeah. Uh, Kvitova is out, but uh, the likes of Serena Williams chasing that, that one major to make her the all-time winningest uh, woman in singles. And then some exciting youngsters, you know, the likes of Coco Goff is someone to watch. My dark horse, Garbin Muguruza. Oh. I think she's going to be dangerous. And of course, Iga Swiatek, last year, she's had a great run over the last 14 months. She's an outsider as well. Everybody's talking about Iga. I was going to ask you about her. But does it then give Serena a great chance to finally get that record equaling 24th Grand Slam, Michael? It does. She, uh, it's going to depend on how Serena performs on the day. She's older. Uh, and as Federer, they have up and downs. They have days where things are just not uh, that special. The body is just not feeling as fiery as normal. So she's going to have to serve well. If she can serve around 60 65% first serve, she gets on the front foot and she'll dominate and she'll be hard to beat. The question is, does she have the consistency over seven matches? We've seen her in every major over the last three, four years. Mm. Somewhere in those seven matches, someone gets her on a day that she's not perfect. And uh, she hasn't been able to get through that match. If she can get through that match, she'll have a real chance. Could it be the pressure of getting to 24? Absolutely. There's no doubt that that plays a big role. Um, I would believe that Serena is, is bigger than that, at least until we get to the finals. We saw it against Osaka in the mm. final. And we saw it in the final uh, in, uh, against Playsters several years ago. That, that's where she had those little mental breakdowns, had some issues with the officials, got into some trouble. And that's definitely that the pressure of that 24th one. I would imagine in the first week, it's just about playing good tennis. I don't think she's got her mind on winning yet. When she gets to the quarterfinals, probably a bigger challenge. What about an Ash Barty who's been hampered by injuries? Though? I don't know if she's over them. How far do you see her going? Well, Ash Barty is probably, you know, the world number one tennis player who flies under the radar the most, you know, and she hasn't traveled a lot this year with COVID. She's, she's elected to uh, skip many of the big tournaments. But the one thing that Ash Barty has, she's an Australian. She grew up on grass. Grass is second nature to her. So although she doesn't play the power game that some of the other players play, she's crafty. She's got a nice serve. She moves into net well. She's got great hands. She's going to be a good test for any of the girls that reckon they have a chance of winning. Ash Barty is right up there with the best of them when it comes to the favorites. Can we put any sense on Bianca Andreescu? She's been up and down since winning that, uh, that U.S. Open yeah. way back. You know, everyone was like, yes, someone who's come through. And that's just the way women's tennis has been. It feels like they're handing out major singles titles to every single one <laughs> in the top 40. It, it's really been tough, you know, but... Um, She's changed her coach, she's changed her team, which sometimes is a good thing, sometimes it's not a good thing because they're looking for a change from outside of just their own game. But she's very talented, she had a few injuries, she seems to be getting consistency uh, with her body, getting more matches under the belt. She will be dangerous as well.
And is it good for the game to to have the women's uh, single so open? Because when it comes to the men, we always know when it comes to Grand Slam, it's always going to be the top three, either Federer, Djokovic and Nadal. But with the women, it seems like the the, 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 the fields are a bit level here, the playing fields. Is that good for the sport? I think it's good that that it opens up at times that you don't have an absolute dominator the way Schumacher dominated Formula One for a long time. People lose interest because there's no chance of someone winning. Mm. Um, you know, Formula One right now uh, with the things changing a little bit, uh, Verstappen has come up and challenged uh, Lewis Hamilton. People are watching. It's the same thing here. It's almost become too open for me on the women's side. You need one or two star-studded players, and that's where Halep and Osaka will be badly missed at this major. Just to two favorites, even if it's just by, you know, a short head. Uh, but you do need someone that people can tag onto. And in the ladies' game, it's kind of been, we have to wait 10 days before we actually know who's going to be in contention. And it's maybe just two Michael, we're going to live to leave it there. But thank you very much for speaking to us. Michael de Jong, former coach of Martina Navratilova there, an 18-time Grand Slam winner.